0: Resilient Solutions, Season 2, Episode 11, Five Ways to Enrich Your Communication with Your Wife. Men, hey guys, have you ever noticed that your wife is usually more right than wrong when she attempts to give you input? And ladies, while sometimes we guys offer unsolicited advice, many times we can be spot on. Well, today I'm so glad you joined me because I'm going to give you five ways that you can enrich your communication with each other. Well, hello, my name's John Thurman and you're listening to my podcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And I'm excited about today because today I'm going to give you some practical things you can use to boost your intimacy, help you feel better about each other, and learn to communicate and listen even better. For more information about me, check out my website, john at johnthurman.info. You can find out all you need to know, and if you want to visit some more, there's a way you can contact me there. Well, let's jump right in today. The title of the blog, the title of message today is Five Ways to Enrich Your Communication with Your Wife. So with that, let's jump right in. Did you know that one of the components of building a strong, long-lasting, resilient relationship is for a couple to develop the ability and the skills to share in decision making? Therefore, accepting your partner's influence is one of the most important aspects of maintaining a long-term, dynamic, and robust relationship. The ability to accept your spouse's influence means that you welcome and respect your spouse's thoughts ideas, impressions, insights, and feelings, and this goes both ways for men and women. When you do this, you allow them to help you make decisions that impact you, your family, and your relationship. When you learn to accept their influence, you acknowledge that your spouse has a valid point of view and that you value it. It demonstrates that you're open-minded and welcome to the valuable insights and knowledge and understand that they bring to the marriage. Being able to accept their ideas, advice, and influence demonstrates that they are essential to the relationship and that their input is important. So you see, part of having great communication in marriage is that give and taking of influence and ideas, agreeing and disagreeing, and staying true to one another and coming with, up with good solutions that help everybody. Because influence in a relationship is unavoidable, you need to determine which types of influences are healthy and which ones aren't. The following list is not an exhaustive list, but is designed to give you some things to think about as you look at how you listen and communicate and interact with each other. Well, here's some healthy examples. First of all, your spouse gently encourages you to take care of your health. They support you and have input into your personal, business, and spiritual goals. You both encourage each other to pursue your dreams and interests, and you both have each other's back. Those are some healthy examples. Let's look at some unhealthy examples. Your spouse encourages you to participate in unhealthy things, drinking, smoking, partying, drugs, things like that. They consistently nag you about your weight or some habit. You feel criticized, controlled, manipulated and you may even feel defeated and kind of hopeless about the relationship. The good news is there hope. So what are some ways that we can turn this around? What are some things we can do to make it better? What are some things we can do to share each other's influence? Let me just say something special. If you feel like you're in a one-sided relationship and your spouse doesn't value your input, be sure you feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, get some help. You see, the ability to accept your partner's influence is a muscle you can strengthen with practice. One of the keys to increasing your communication that's meaningful to both of you is to be willing to compromise because the more open you are to each other's input, the more rewarding your marriage will be. Let me give you five ways you can avoid the mental tug of war by accepting your spouse's influence. And right before I go into that, I'd like to share two scriptures with you. One is from the Old Testament book of Proverbs thirteen ten, and this is in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 13.10, wisdom opens your heart to receive wise counsel, but pride closes your ears to advice and gives birth only to quarrels and strife. Proverbs 3.10 from the Passion Translation. Another scripture I'd like to share with you, just as we're talking about communication, is out of the book of James, and that's in chapter 1, verse 19. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. And be slow to become angry, for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So, there are a couple of scriptures for you to keep in mind as we look at these five things you can do to enhance your communication, five ways to avoid the mental tug of war of accepting your spouse's influence. Ready? Let's go. First of all, do a gut check. Are you trying to? gain a victory, a personal score? Are you trying to come up with a joint solution? So many times as couples, we tend to listen to each other only to do a point-counterpoint and not to really hear the other person. So let me challenge you to listen and try to come up with a joint solution. Number two, listen with consideration for your partner's point of view. In other words, listen to see what they're saying. Reflect back what they're saying. Make sure you understand what they're saying. One of the things you learn in the military with radio communications is you'll hear the people say, I say again, blah, 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 or you'll say, say again, I say again. And so when you're talking on a military radio or a military net, you want to make sure you understand what they're saying. That's why it's so important for us as husbands and wives to really listen to their point of view. Number three, remember this vital, most important relational point, the more influence you accept, the better your influence will become. The more influence you accept, the more influential you'll become. Number four, actively look for ways to say yes. There's a tremendous benefit in being able to be flexible and adaptable in seeing your spouse's perspective. You don't have to wholly agree with it, but you do need to understand it and make sure that they understand what you're hearing and what they're saying is what you're hearing and vice versa. See, here's the bottom line. Do you want to be correct or do you want to stay together? Number five, always, always, always extend grace. A perfect marriage is made up of two really jacked up, messed up people who won't give up on each other. It, there is no Hallmark Channel for marriage. There is no real romance novel. They all you know, live happily ever after. Not the case. A marriage is two perfectly imperfect people who love each other and are committed long term to enrich and honor one another, build a stronger and more robust marriage, and leave a legacy. You see, aiming at perfection is an energy vampire that will steal valuable time and resources from your life and get you in nothing but trouble. But by extending grace to your spouse, you'll enhance your capacity and your ability for love, trust, growth, and intimacy. There is nothing easy about marriage. We've been married 50 years in August, and it's been a journey. It's not always been fun. We've gotten therapy. We've done all sorts of stuff. We spent thousands of dollars on therapy and retreats and marriage enrichment, and we're still growing. Matter of fact, the only time you quit growing is when you're in the grave. And so I just want to encourage you to realize there's nothing easy about marriage. It takes compromise. It takes sacrifice, vulnerability, revealing yourself to another person. But suppose you're willing to do the work and submit to the process. In that case, you will have a legacy marriage, a marriage that is resilient, rewarding, and long-term. It'll have a powerful, powerful influence on others. I want to tell you a quick story right now. Early on in our marriage, we went to a Sunday school class at Manley Baptist Church in Marstown, Tennessee, and our Sunday school teachers were Sib and Agnes Sexton. This couple, their family, along with some friends we met, Jim and Martha Farley, were the two major shapers of our life and our marriage early on. Sib was an innocent town. His wife helped manage his business. They had some wonderful kids. And we became a part of their life through Bible study and sharing time together. And they really poured their life in us by letting us see a marriage that had flaws, couples that fought, so- couples that loved God and loved each other but sometimes had a rough path. And in the context of that, we also met some peer friends, Jim and Martha Farley. And for a couple of years, we met with Sibby and Agnes in Bible studies and prayer meetings. And that couple had a huge influence on us. And Sibby and Agnes recently went to be with Jesus. And a couple of years ago, we lost Jim to cancer. But Martha and Andrew and I are still friends. These are folks that have been in our lives for 50 years. And both these couples had a huge influence and impact on our life, even to this day. So much of what we learned early on about communicating and feeling love and not feeling love and being persevering and praying through things and keeping God in our life, we got from those people. It was modeled in some of our families, but this couple poured their lives in us for about two years. And I tell people today, part of what I share today is what I learned from Sid and Agnes. And one of our friends today, even now, Martha, Jim's widow and our good friend, we still speak with her and encourage each other. So you can do it, but I want you to have a long legacy marriage. When you're old like I am, I want you to be able to tell people about who's spoken in your life because you can do this. I hope that I have got you thinking. I really do. I want you to get your head around this, that it takes time and effort to build a strong marriage. And I want you to leave something good for your kids and your grandkids. So as we review these things, let me give you a quick review. Do a gut check. You want to make sure, am I trying to score victory or share the load? Secondly, am I listening with consideration for my spouse's point of view? Third, am I willing to accept influence because the more influence I accept, the more I have? Number four, always look for a way to say yes. You want to be flexible and adaptable in seeing their perspective. You don't have to completely agree with it, but at least get it. And number five, always, always, always extend grace. Well, here's what I want you to do now. I want you to choose one or two of those. If you want to see them, go to my website, johntherman.info. Scroll down about a third of the way and click the blog, and you can read it for yourself. Pick one or two that you need to work on. Which one or two of these can you try with your spouse? And also, be sure to get back with me. Send me a message or a text. You can text me at 505-306-0395 or email me john at JohnTherman.info. As we wrap up the day, my name is John Thurman. I'm an author and a therapist and a speaker with over 60,000 hours of counseling experience. My mission is to help couples and individuals live a more resilient, intentional, God-honoring life. And as we close out the day, Let me remind you of what I remind you of after every one of these shortcasts. This is a day that the Lord has made, and I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Have a great week. See you next week. If you like what you hear and you think it might be helpful to others, please feel free to share this. Thanks so much. See you next week. God bless.